Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Emmett Audio. Um, I thought, well, I got a message this morning from Simon Pooley, who has the podcast Spoon Carving Conversations, which if you like what we do with the magazine where we interview people, uh, you should check that podcast out because exactly like that and it's lovely and they really like Simon's style uh, very down to earth he reached out and asked if I had any advice about um, how to monetize the podcast in some way and he mentioned a couple of different ways um, including just having the podcast generate business for him, for his work. Um, so I, I'm driving to the farm. We've got a crazy day today. And I thought I'd talk about it on on the way to the farm and see where I get. Um, maybe I'll turn down the fan so that you can probably hear me better. <clears throat> the first caveat, I would say, is that I, I basically know nothing about monetizing podcasts because uh, I I haven't even looked into it for myself. But I listen to a lot of podcasts and most of them are monetized in some way. And I will say the there's a couple things that I appreciate or don't appreciate, and this is probably different from person to person, what bothers you and what doesn't. First of all is... Um, I very much appreciate when someone is doing advertisements on their podcast that they read the advertisement themselves. Otherwise, it's far too jarring in bringing you out of the space of listening to their voice. Um, I also appreciate it when their advertisements are lumped together. Uh, And I especially appreciate it if their advertisements are lumped together and at the beginning of the podcast so that you can just fast forward through them um, and not keep being sort of ambushed by podcasts throughout the episode. There's probably a difference in pricing for all that, but um, but there it is. I will say that um, I also think it's important, I really like when people do advertising that feels like they are I either want the advertising to be pretty slick, like they're just reading the spot that has been given to them, or I want it to be something that's totally personal to them that they really love. And and there's a middle ground that is, I don't know, slightly more annoying, where it's sort of half them talking about why they love it and half written stuff that's clearly they're sort of required to read. and. That seems like the least genuine. Like either either you're recommending it because you really believe in it and you sought it out, or uh, or you are clearly like this is a monetary exchange and you are willing to do it. And let's just keep it clear what it is. Um, that fuzzy middle ground in the middle, I feel least interested in. Or, yeah, I've always avoided monetizing my podcast because frankly I don't have that many listeners and I think 
well, I know that you get paid for advertising based on the number of listeners that you have. And so I always felt like it was, it wasn't going to bring in enough money to be worth the change in tone that it would create. And I think that's true for the vast majority of podcasts, that the change in tone that it creates to have advertisement means that unless you're bringing in enough revenue that it's significant, like a significant uh, amount of money for you, then it's probably not worth doing it. And where that line is depends on everyone, but... but uh, <laughs> My assumption is that any spoon carving podcast is not going to have enough listeners to make it worth it to have advertisements. And certainly, sort of the longer you can hold your breath, meaning the longer you can go without advertising, um, the greater chance you have to build up a community of people who appreciate what you're doing. Now, I think that. The real benefit to having a, a podcast in terms of in terms of being able to monetize it is is in building up a reputation for yourself as the person who has that podcast, and and that's very real. And I think um, figuring out some way to create value out of the reputation that you have in to make a product that people actually want and will pay for. I think is the real benefit of this. And, and I sort of see the, the podcast, uh, Simon Pooley's podcast, as being sort of where Spoonosaurus was when it was just an Instagram account, right? It's like, good idea, good addition to the community, but by itself not gonna, not actually a business. But now that you have people's attention, what do you do with that? attention and do you make something that people actually want that they will pay money for <clears throat> and hopefully you can find something that synergistically aligns with the continuation of the podcast so that in doing the podcast you it gives you a chance to mention oh you know if you enjoy these conversations you know check out the whatever that uh, I've created with these spoon carvers you know, I can throw out a bunch of ideas, but basically the idea is to um, is to do something above and beyond the podcast, so that the podcast itself is not what's earning you money. It is the thing that you make that's above and beyond the podcast that is making you money. And and I I'm not in a position to say what that should be because that's really going to rely on what Simon has in terms of skill set and willingness to push himself outside of his comfort zone and um, and frankly what it feels like there's a sort of thing in the market for. When I started the magazine, um, it, it felt like the, the situation was ripe for a magazine, like, you know, like sort of felt like we were in the early days of like this skateboarding scene when like all of a sudden there needed to be a magazine to sort of help people coalesce around something or at least um, or at least sort of lock down for all time that this thing you know what this culture was um, and that's so I, I 
I felt that moment and, and leaped on it. And I think we're in a different place now. And what is the what are the opportunities and what are the moments is going to they're going to be different, but they're but they're out there. And the question is, are you willing to do the thing that's required to do it? You know, when I started the magazine, it took a whole bunch of things that were outside my wheelhouse, like so many, and still does. And um, so, just because you can see an opportunity doesn't mean that you're perfectly placed to act on it. But if you can see it and you act on it, then you have a, a fighting chance of turning it into something that actually generates business from you. I will say, because the because the podcast is scalable in the sense that it doesn't, you know, doesn't make a difference to Simon how many people listen to it. If one person listens to it, if 500 people listen to it, it's all the same in terms of uh, in terms of the effort it requires for him, that it would probably behoove him um, to try to figure out a business that dovetails with it that is also scalable. That is that is not simply saying, "Hey, if you enjoy my podcast, you know, please consider buying my work." I think that is sort of the least interesting of the possibilities because it's a big spoon carving scene out there, and if all you're doing is sort of using it to push people towards your work, which may or may not resonate with them, uh, that's missing missing and missing a huge opportunity that you have created for yourself. Um, <clears throat> Instead, uh, if you create a business that's scalable, that is creating something that that lots of people want, that would improve the lives of lots of people in their pursuit of spoon carving, say, then the up the potential upside for that is is expandable in a way that. Um, in a way that uh, it's not if all you're doing is trying to drive business to your, your business. It certainly helped. Uh, I, mean, I can't imagine it. It certainly helped my spoon carving business to have the podcast, but but not by much. And well, I think actually a better analogy is the magazine for me. It's helped, uh, having the magazine helped my spoon carving business tremendously because it gave me a reputation within the spoon carving scene. Um, and, and the same with Matt, I would say. that we, you know, the, the rise of our ability to actually have businesses that supported us coincided with starting the magazine and, and our collaboration. Um, it didn't start with the magazine, but it, the magazine helped tremendously, and the collaboration between us helped tremendously. <clears throat> and I think, um, so I think the potential for the, the podcast to help Simon's spoon carving is there, but, it, but I don't think it should be explicitly stated, and I think the real potential is to take the attention the podcast has and funnel it into some other project that people will pay money for that enriches their lives and makes their, their lives better, 
in the spoon carving that they want to do. And, and I don't know what that is, but I think that that's the, that's gotta be the, the play because the upside is so much stronger there um, than it is with something where your time is limited. And I think that's, there's, that's an upside that any one of us can tackle. The key is that you don't need someone's permission to start something, to create something, and you, uh, and you almost certainly will need to do something for free first to gain people's trust and attention and buy-in before you create the thing that they will want to pay you for. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.